just I don't know. This is it's Wednesday and it feels like my third Monday in a row. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's one of those one of those weeks. Yeah, the um hey buddy. Um the outlook on my computer keeps crashing. Oh and, man. Yeah, and it's <laughs> you know, I was telling my wife and she was like, "Oh, it's okay. At least no one really uses email all that much." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> what? <laughs> But uh, but no, all good, man. Here here with Sam recording. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> what uh, what have you been listening to lately? Well, um, funny you should ask because I made a playlist of all um, twenty <laughs> <laughs> of the songs I wrote down for today's topic, oh, and I've nice. been listening to that today. And I got to tell you, I know 20 picks is a lot, and I, I know we're not going to talk about 20 of them, but uh, it's well, a pretty good playlist. <laughs> <laughs> well, with today's topic being like, I guess it's technically like best opening track. Um, right. It, yeah, I have like two lists. Um, so I figured, <laughs> I fi- not two lists in terms of like one is more serious and the other one's funny or whatever but just like i have like two full pages of like things i just kept going um so i figured this one could be a little more like rapid fire style um a little more casual yeah because yeah i figured this is going to be a a, not not a lengthy one but a good good quantity (laughs) oh yeah and and i will tell you this i um believe it or not i do not have any Beatles or any grateful dead on my list oh wow and See, was, I, I purposely the, left some of those people that are mutual off right. of mine because I figured it would either be too easy for us to recall it or it would be on one of our lists. So yeah, and <laughs> it's I did like some Beatles on mine, right? And I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that "Come Together" isn't a great side one track one, but yeah, you know. well, let's start there because that's on my list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean everyone knows this song. I mean, probably if you're listening to this podcast, you you know this song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we don't really need to explain it too much, yeah. but. You know, a just the Aerosmith song. It. <laughs> <laughs> this was this is Traffic's best song. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is a, you know, I don't know. It's just a cool. It's a it, it's a great start to that album because you know, with all the um, mystification of like that time period of like you know how intense things were and how much they hated each other and hated being celebrities and blah blah. blah. But this was kind of the like all that coming to a head with respect, you know, it's like, let's get together one more time and give it a good college try. Like we used to. And, uh, and then they started off with like a song that it's nonsensical in some ways, but the general theme of it, you know, and the, and the, um, the, um, the play styles and the way it's produced, it just flows between all four of them very well. And just the idea of, you know, come together. It's like they were coming together for one more big swing at it. So, you know, I mean, how could you not include that one on this list? <laughs> right, exactly. That's uh, it, it is kind of funny. I was, I was, um, I saw my dad yesterday, and I was talking to him about mm-hmm. it, and he doesn't have any opinions because he's not as into music as I am. But um, I showed him this list, and he goes, "I can't believe it doesn't have any Beatles on it." And I said, <laughs> "I said I would bet." that Sam has come together on his list. <laughs> I said, yeah. so I'm going to, I'm going to leave it off mine 
with the assumption that one of the, that right. he'll have it. And well, if, I, left, if, I left good times, bad times off. <laughs> yeah. And see, that's the first one on my list. <laughs> yeah. See, I knew it would be, I knew it would be, it would probably be, it would be up there. Um, yeah. See, like for the Beatles, I just did, I didn't even touch McCartney. Like I purposely didn't. <laughs> um, although like too many people, it was like, that's a great, that's a great starter. Uh, but like the only other Beatles related stuff I have on my list is, um, excuse me, is help. Cause I just feel like, Oh wow, yeah, that's a great starter. I mean, and the song itself has just such a great opening. Like, I mean, it's just right to the chase, you know, help right in your face, you know? So, and then the, the, the movie title and album title, it is help with an exclamation point. So it's like, you're really exclaiming it right off the bat and like, yeah, it just, I don't know. That's a great opener. Um, but the other one that is Beatles related um, is I'd have you anytime on uh, All Things Must Pass, which oh yeah, the coveted That's, we have to bring it up once once a podcast, you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's just it's a tremendous song from a tremendous album, so I mean yeah. it's hard to. I, yeah. I agree with you on help, and you know John Lennon said, um, you know that help was one of the first truly kind of autobiographical songs that he wrote, mm, right? And and well, so that I album think is riddled with that kind of stuff. It's like it one is, of the first absolutely. ones really to document. Like, um, when I was a kid, I did not realize how, um, diary esque, um, hide your love uh, away or whatever. Um, you have to right. hide your love. Away. I never realized that that was like a song about fame and like all this stuff. Like it was just like, a, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, when you really look at that album and realize that they were starting to pivot into talking about themselves, like literally and like how they were feeling, it's, it's interesting. Um, but I'd have you anytime. It's just, I don't know. Cause that, that, all things must pass is such uh, it varies so much, but it's a very like soulful like album. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot um, to, to to draw out of it, and it starts off with like one of the sweetest like soulful songs on it, and which is you know pinned um, in addition with with Bob Dylan. Uh, but it's just yeah, it's just beautiful, man. I love how smooth that song is. Like that song is like, it's not jazz, but it feels like that cool jazz feeling I get. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, I've never thought of it like that, but you're exactly right. It, it's like, yeah, it, it, it does feel jazzy, even though it mm -hmm. is decidedly not jazz. Right. Um, well, that slide, that slide guitar tone that they have, like, it's just in that track is just so, man, just hit you, hit you in your backbone. <laughs> so I do, I do want to ask you this before we really start rapid firing. Sure. Sure. Um, so did you have any sort of like general criteria for why you picked the songs you picked? Like, like I, it, I feel like yeah. the main thing I kept in mind was probably that the opening track fit the album really well was probably the main thing. It wasn't just like, that's a fucking great song. Like, you know, hell yeah. Like, cause there's a lot of albums I can think of maybe not off the bat, but like the first track is the single and like, yeah, it's stellar. And then the rest of the album is just kind of like, hmm, you know, <laughs> right. But, um, but for the most part, the ones I picked, I, one, I tried the very like decades to try not to stay too old or too current. Um, and that's really the only two rules I gave myself was that and picking something that the opening track fit the album. That was like my main thing, I guess. Yeah, that um, no, that makes sense, and I, 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 I factored that in as well. Um, you know, I also kind of thought like 
you know, is this a good microcosm? Is this song a good microcosm of the band at that time? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of weird because I, I was just thinking like, okay, what are the best songs that happen to be track one? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized that that's, that's a fool's errand to sit there and do that. It's, it's not what are the best songs that happen to be track one. It's what are the side one track ones that happen to just be perfect in its moment, I think. Like, like Um, I was thinking it in relation to like turning that song into like a book and like the first track is the cover, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, if you're going to give an album like a serious listen to, you're probably going to start from the first track. Um, I mean, if you're seriously want to listen to it as a composition then you'd start from the beginning. And so that's how you judge it right off the bat. You know, it's like with, because of the internet, you start that the first track is just like this nonsense little clicking noise, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I mean, it's only like 12 seconds long, but still you're like, well, what was the point of that? And like the only, <laughs> the only point of it was to get your attention, you know? <laughs> right. Um, so obviously I wouldn't include that. Um, and those little, uh, like concept things kind of kept a lot of amazing works out of this list truthfully for me. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I even thought of like the Fuji's last album, mm. um, but it starts out with that red intro and it's, I mean, not that that's bad, but like, you know, to me, it took the album out of contention mm. because it's, it, it, there's this like buffer between yeah. really getting into the album and just kind of starting the album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, but I think, I don't know, like I said, I, I have at least like 20 good ones that I can give a little blurb on. <laughs> oh yeah. I've got, I've got 17 good ones and three bad ones. Um, <laughs> well, give me one of the bad ones. We'll start. There. Oh yes. Okay. Perfect. Um, and I, I want you to please not judge me. I know that you oh, and I generally like don't judge people on musical taste too much. Um, because you and I both know that music is such an internal thing. Mm. Um, but we're going to go with the 1994 album pieces of you by jewel, which starts Mm -hmm. off with who will save your soul. And let me tell you something, man, I have a weird soft spot for jewel. She's an Alaskan yodeler who writes her own music, which have you you seen her interview with, uh, with Rogan? Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, that, like I, I was aware of Jewel and familiar, but then I had a buddy, um, a guitar teacher of mine, um, just bring it up like randomly in conversations. Like, oh, dude, she was just on on Rogan. I was like, oh, that's random. And then I listened to it one day. Like I was, I had to drive somewhere really far for work, and uh, man, she tells like her whole life story, and it's nuts. It's oh yeah, crazy. Yeah, well, great. I know. Fantastic. I know she yodeled and like lived in a van for a while or something. I mean, I, I know. Yeah, they were, um, what'd you call it? What do you call them? They were homesteaders. They were, they, right. they, they built everything, grew everything. And her yeah. dad was like the musician. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Crazy. Well, that, um, so that album, Pieces of You, it's a good album. I mean, it's a very yeah. like kind of mid nineties you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, I was five years old in 1994. So maybe, maybe I can just remember this song being on the radio and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to do the little who will save your soul. It also is just, it's a fun, she has a fun way of singing. Yeah. Um, But it's a good introduction to Jewel as an artist and to that album and to that time. It's a very nineties feel. And um, it just, yeah, it, um, to use the vernacular of the kids today, (laughs) It slaps. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> jewel slap. I can't even yeah, say jewel that. Jewel slap, bro. <laughs> yeah. Who will save your soul is a bop. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's a good one. Yeah. And that's, that's, um, yeah, that's like a, just, just on the like peripheral of like, I don't know what you would try to like, like drum up as like, what's that first good opening track? And like, yeah, it is a good one to represent her and stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, oh, okay. I, I'll just, I'm just going to go down my list. Fuck it. I'm not even going to try and like be cool and skip around. I'm going to be a straight nerd and go down my original order. Um, I'll start off with let's stay together. Al green. Um, I, I love that album. Um, but that song is just legendary. So, so I good. Just, I don't, yeah. I just, what else you got to say about, it? I mean, everybody knows that song when that starts, you're just like, Oh, you know, you just wrapped up in his, in his smooth voice. So um, smooth. Yeah. Um, I guess let's do this. I don't know if, since we have so many, do you want to do like two and two or like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That works. Okay. Yeah. Just cause some of them will be short like that because they're just like, I don't know. Everybody knows that song. Yeah. Just, what, what more can you really say about let's right. stay together? <laughs> yeah. Cause like my, my next one is another one. Uh, you're the sunshine of my life by Stevie wonder off of uh, talking book. I mean, talking oh, yeah. book is, is another one of my favorites. And I mean, God, it's like, sometimes you forget how much stuff is on his albums, man. Um, but <laughs> talking book is, is definitely, um, one of the classics and yeah, I mean, no one can say anything bad about sunshine in my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is just, that is a beautiful song that I don't know. It just radiates joy. You know, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you can't, yeah. Instead Stevie wonder is just so good. Uh, yeah, man. Um, Stevie. Okay, well, I'll, I'll I'll go back to starting at the top of my list now. So, um, <laughs> number one really was "Good Times, Bad Times" from Led Zeppelin One, nice. And I, it's just such a perfect introduction to what Led Zeppelin was. Yeah. And, big energy um, and yeah, big energy, rock. like impossibly difficult drums on the very first <laughs> track of their very first album. I mean, you know, someone had asked Jimmy Page once if Led Zeppelin was ever going to lend their music to like rock band or whatever, like the oh, Beatles right, did. Yeah. And Jimmy Page said no. And and someone said, why not? And, and Jimmy Page goes, well, I don't think they could play the drum pots. And I mean, that, <laughs> that literally, I mean, that, wow. that kind of sums it up. Um, number two is Blue Rondo a la Turk from the album Time Out by the Dave Brubeck Quartet. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hugely successful album. I believe it was the first jazz album to ever sell a million copies. Oh, um, wow. yeah. And weird, weird time signatures. Uh, his, his which, which drummer album was, is that? I'm sorry. Which album is it? Oh, it's called time out. 1956. Oh, okay. huh. I think. Yeah. Oh. And take, take five was the, was the yeah. like single, um, but Blue Rondo a la Turk, first song, Joe Morello was the drummer for the Dave Rubeck Quartet in those years. And mm. he had a real knack for playing odd time signatures. And it's just, it's beautifully done. And that song starts, it, even if you're listening to this and you don't think you know this song, I would guarantee you, you know this song. Well, that, um, that's, that's what I'm saying. Cause like, that's one of those albums. There's certain jazz albums where the, the cause I'm normally not like this, but with jazz, I tend to be like this, that, 
I, I listen to it as an album and not as individual tracks. And so there's right. times where I'm like, uh, oh, I know that song. I just don't remember what it's called. Um, but yeah, especially with the older jazz stuff, like if I listen to it all the way through, like, like Porgy and Best or something like that, like, yeah, I can identify like summertime and the main things, but like there's ones in between that I'm familiar with, but man, it just kills me. I can't put a name to it, but it's because I always listen to it like through and through and just kind of meld, you know, muddies it a little bit. Right. But well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I am. I know that song. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it starts out. Anyway. Oh yeah. 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 Well, cause I just yeah. got this album. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I can guarantee you if, if you've seen the movie wedding crashers, I am like 90% oh, sure this is what's playing during the touch football game that they play in the movie Wedding yeah, Crashers. Yeah, I think it is. You know, I was yeah, just in a I, hotel visiting family in, uh, on the, in San Marcos, and, and, you know, we had like a couple of hours just wasting in the hotel room, and, and that movie happened to be on. And like, yeah, you know, you're right. I think it does play during that part. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've not seen the movie in like a decade, and then just I just happened to see it last week. So, good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably haven't seen it since college, but the problem was um, when I was in high school and we would take road trips from the basketball team, um, there was always one guy who had one of those portable DVD players, you know, mm-hmm. and that was the only movie he ever brought with him. So I've seen Wedding <laughs> Crashers about 800 times. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's still, I, I still enjoy it. I think I just, I, I needed, I needed some, I, you know, like 10 years ago, I was like, you know, I need a few years away from this and then I'll come back. And then I, I never <laughs> have come back, but I have very fond memories. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. Is it my turn? Yes, sir. All right, cool. All right. So my next one is so excited, uh, by BB King off of the album completely well. Um, one, I love that album, but two, I feel like that track isn't talked enough about or like included in like BB King's like repertoire of like greatness. Like, I just love that song. I don't know what it is. Like, I I remember um, um, hearing the album and like on on shuffle or parts of it were in his playlist, and so I was like, oh, I need to find an album because a lot of people have told me that that's like one of his best ones. Um, I'm I'm actually fortunate to own an original one, um, and wow. I remember. I remember listening to, yeah, shout out to uh, Sweet Eddie out in San Antonio. Um, I found, or out in California, actually, he he's, got out of a record store, a record convention. So I remember where everyone comes from. But um, the I just remember listening to that album because, you know, like the album cover is just like, you know, the a little drawing of illustration of a sunrise and like him just smiling. It's just like, I don't know, it just makes you happy looking at it. And I was so excited to jump into it for the first time. Um, and like, yeah, man, I don't know. It just, that fits the album so well. It's just like high energy. You got, you got all of BB's style and, and he's just, I don't know. I, I just, I love his music. So that's like one of my favorite albums of his. And like, I just, I've always loved that opening track. Um, it's in a majority of like my playlists, you know, like a work playlist or my like workout play. It's like, it's in, it's always in there. Uh, yeah, so yeah. That's, uh, I just, I just pulled the album cover up on the internet. That is a really, really, really cool album cover. <laughs> isn't that cool? Isn't that like, that's a great, what is it? 69 or 70? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, it looks, looks like 69. Yeah. 69. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, that's a perfect for that time period. Like, man, what a graphic, you know? Yeah. Um, and a, just a, it represents a vibrant man too. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. Love, love yeah. BBQ. 
but yeah, so that's, that definitely made it one of the top ones on my list. Um, I, I just discovered I, I, I hit another Beatles one down here <laughs> <laughs> on my list. I'll get to that later. Cause that's a good one. Uh, so the next one I have after BB King is, um, it, it, it's, it's a track called lost in the light by Bahamas. Um, it's off of Bahamas second album called bar chords. Uh, one, I love that album a lot. It has a lot of like, um, it resembles, you know, a time in like my college years, um, that I was obsessed with, like when it came out, but lost in the light is just a beautiful song. Um, when I first heard it, it reminded me, it had the same feelings of when you, when I heard like, um, um, old man by Neil Young or, um, or heart of gold. Like it's, it's, it's kind of in that same vein of, of that Neil Youngish like country twangy rock kind of thing. Um, but it's just, it's just really good music. It's just really good. Kind of more like Americana, I guess. I don't know. Um, but man, it's just a great song. It's just, you can't help but get wrapped up in that song, man. Um, it's a slow kind of swaying shoegaze kind of deal, but, Man, I just, I, I, that's, I, I'm a huge fan of Bahamas. Afi is, is a phenomenal guitarist and lyricist, but the, I don't know what it is. He has a lot of songs that just get me, but that has always been one at the, at the height of my list. And honestly, um, when I looked up and, re- and remembered that it was the first track, I, I had totally forgotten that because that album is so good that I was like, wow, it's, it freaking starts off with that song. Um, but yeah, that, that's a term. Bar Chords is a tremendous album. Okay. Yeah, I've I've got that pulled up on the I so that's uh yeah, I've never heard of that. That is I'm gonna listen to that. Yeah, Plus Bar Chords is a great name for an album. Um yeah, I was expecting right. it to be, you know, like B A R R E, but but you know, still a great album. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's super good. His uh his last well, his last album is called Sad Hunk, and he kind of takes a more produced uh, approach to his music, but the the like three middle albums, Bar Chords, Bahamas is Afi, and Earth Tones. Those three are super good. I love those albums. Okay. Yeah, it says the label for Bar Chords is Brushfire. That's that's Jack Johnson's record label. So Yeah. That, yeah. He okay. um um Bahamas or Afi, the main guy, he they that he opened for Jack for a good for a good while. Man. Okay. Yeah. So if you, yeah, I know you're a Johnson fan, so you'll, you'll love this dude, man. He, cause he, he bounces in between like Jack Johnson and like this more like, like, cause he, he was a guitarist for the band Zeus and also for Feist when they first started. Right. Um, so he's, he, I don't know. He, he's just a proficient motherfucker. I don't know. He's just great, man. I just, I follow him on Instagram and he's just like always posting like shows and like, just like, he just has such an energy about him, man. I just, I just really respect that guy. Man, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I was looking at the track list for that album, Bar Chords, and I saw that the song Snowplow features Feist. So that's cool. Yeah, man that that one Feist song that, that was that was a song you couldn't get away from for a oh, while. The one, one, two, three, four three, thing. Yeah. yeah, holy crap! Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so my next one is "Wouldn't It Be Nice" from Pet Sounds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I so See, that's like me. I didn't do Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the, yeah, that's a good one. 
This is, um, you know, I didn't appreciate the Beach Boys as much when I was younger because I thought mm. it was all kind of like California girls, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then someone showed me Pet Sounds and, and you know, the lyrics from top to bottom in Pet Sounds, you know, they're just unholy amazing. I mean, that's yeah. that's the it's the same album that has God Only Knows, which is um that was probably my favorite song of all time if i had to pick one um oh, but really? uh it also it has sloop john b and i wasn't made for these times i mean it's just a yeah, dude i wasn't made for these times it's like such a um yeah i mean i know it's like a gloomier like beach boy song but i feel like it's kind of underappreciated i mean i know it's appreciated but i just feel like Man, like that, that is such a beautiful song. Like it is. And in typical, you know, in typical Brian Wilson fashion, it's difficult to play and is <laughs> complex and has the, you know, really crazy lyrics and everything. But yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think kicking that album off with Wouldn't It Be Nice is genius because it kind of sounds like a classic Beach Boys song, you know, mm. like 409 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you listen to it and it's like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of a sweet love song and it draws you in. And then the deeper into the album that you invest, you just, you realize how great that album is as one as a whole, but it starts off yeah. with that cool, it like lures you in with a false sense of classical beach boys security. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then halfway catchy. through you're listening to God only knows. And I just wasn't made for these times. And you're going, you know, you're like fighting back tears. Like, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> Um, so and that was my soul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that was one that I probably didn't need to talk about as much as I did. Um, nah, the next one. one, and this is, this is kind of an interesting choice. I think, um, is, uh, one angry dwarf and 200 solemn faces by Ben folds five from the album, mm. whatever and ever. Amen. <laughs> and, um, that was another album that was introduced to me by a friend of mine before I had really broadened my musical horizons. Um, mm. You know, I was still kind of Kiss FM and Nashville country because that's what my dad listened to and Kiss sure. FM was what my mom listened to. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, with a sprinkling in of classic rock like a lot of people. But um, yeah, one of my friends gave me a copy of Whatever and Ever Amen by Ben Folds 5. And... I thought it was just I like I thought it was just a joke because like my name's Ben and the you know it's Ben Folds Five and I thought it was just like a thing and I put it on and then it turned out to be a great album but it opens with this song <laughs> called One Angry Dwarf and Two Hundred Solemn Faces and this the whole song is basically like a big middle finger to people who had doubted Ben Folds when he was coming up, mm. um, you know so it's it's kind of this like me you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which normally I wouldn't appreciate in a song because it's just petty, but it's such a funny thing. And it's it, like, he does it in a very Ben Folds way where he is promoting himself, but it's also self-deprecating because he refers to himself as one angry dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, no matter how cocky someone is being, if they refer to themselves as one angry dwarf, they have to have some sense of humor about things. And I respect that. So, but yeah, that, that open, I got really into Ben Folds after that. Um, mm. and that kind of opened the alternative, um, you know, that kind of music to me. Um, so yeah. that's, 
that's one I appreciate. And the whole album's great. The, you know, it, yeah. it really, you know, it's just a great album. <laughs> that- so what are your, uh, what's your next one? Oh, is that too? Oh yeah. Cause yeah. Sorry. I get, yeah. I get so wrapped up sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep this one quick. Give me, give me two and a half on this one. Cause this one's going to be super fast. Cause I should have included this on the Beatles. Um, th- th- this one is a uh, tax man, the opening track for revolver. Um, so and shout out today is actually the t- on today back in 1966 was the first day of recording for revolver actually wow um, yeah um so and they started with tomorrow never knows which is crazy to think about like the most like psychedelic groundbreaking track <laughs> was like all right day one let's fuck it up like <laughs> yeah all right everyone do all your drugs today because we need to take this <laughs> seriously starting tomorrow backwards. yeah <laughs> uh, everyone have their acid is- coffee this morning <laughs> Meanwhile, George Martin is the most sober one in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the reason why it sounds good. But no, yep. um, Taxman, I just think, is a phenomenal opener. You know, uh, just a personal little anecdote about the song. I never took the song seriously or really even listened to it until Rock Band came out, the Beatles Rock Band came out. And then Taxman is one of the tracks on it. And I was like, Taxman? Like, fucking tax man like what like it was just it was so unimportant to me and then i played it because i was trying to you know get all the achievements and you know just play everything because i was just so excited that it existed as a real thing and i played tax man and i was enthralled i was obsessed with that song for so long just like man george is the fucking man and like yeah fuck taxes and just like <laughs> it was just like such a, a a cleverly like written song but also just a vibe man i mean just it's got so much energy to it and like i always call revolver like sergeant pepper jr because like every theme you can find in sergeant pepper you can absolutely find in revolver i mean like everything every single thing and it's just, it's a phenomenal album. You know, it's like white album is always going to be my best, my top one, but revolver is always my second. Um, and, uh, you know, when I describe the Beatles, you would think I'm not a very vibrant, colorful person because my top picks are like the, the least colorful like albums, <laughs> <laughs> but there, I just think that, you know what, the, I, it's my true belief as an artist that, you know, I think them as the artist made it minimum, you know, lack the color because the music was already so vibrant. Um, right. and that's just a phenomenal album and the tear it open with a track like tax man is just aces. Um, I, I do want to, I do want to interject and say that Sergeant Pepper Jr. Sounds a little bit like a hamburger that you could get at Burger King or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, can I get a Whopper yeah, like- and one Sergeant Pepper Jr. Please. <laughs> <laughs> right like mccartney sells some kind of he makes some kind of collaboration with with burger king <laughs> it's your sergeant pepper jr burger right now oh god um <laughs> it does sound like that though but uh but yeah i don't know i, I should have included that one earlier but yeah phenomenal um the other one uh or my, my other ones that i'll bring up I'm going to keep them a little more recent and a little more like on the cusp of like alternative and indie. Um, the first one I'll say is a recent one that I have just been obsessed with and probably listened to every single day. It's too late by washed out off of the album purple noon. 
you know, we just saw him live like a few months ago and he played it and it was phenomenal. And it just kind of solidified it. Like, Oh, you know, like when you see a, an artist perform something live and you're just like, Oh my God. Yeah, no, that is a, that is a real, that's a real vibe. Cause I was there when he did it live and like, it was even greater. So like, I got to keep it up <laughs> like that song. I don't know what it is, man. I love that song. That whole album is phenomenal, but that just, that's another one of my songs. Just like, uh, that's another one of those tracks. Just like so excited. It's just like riddled in <laughs> so many of my playlists. Um, <laughs> the other one is, um, old pine by Ben Howard. Um, it's off of the, the album, um, every kingdom, I believe it's called. Um, it's his debut album. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal album. And the whole album is just, oof, I mean, it's just a heavy hitter. Uh, but old pine is just a sweet song, man. Um, I remember finding that song probably about a month after it came out. We, I, I, I remember being in an audio video class and, um, we were looking on Vimeo at some, like, I don't know, some stupid camera lens we were obsessing about or something. And someone made some test footage of it and they put it to the song and and while we're all like freaking out about like oh my god this 50 millimeter lens and blah 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 and like all this stupid stuff i'm just sitting there like yeah that's really cool looking but like this song is fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> this is great and then and then like the, the video maker didn't give him credit so i had to like look it up and then like yeah like me and my little group of friends in that class like we all became ben howard fans like simultaneously because of that one little demo video um and I've been hooked on Ben Howard ever since, but uh, Old Pine is just a really sweet, beautiful song, singer-songwriter kind of song. Yeah, that, uh, man, that's, that's, I've had those moments where you're, where you're watching something and you just want to be like, yeah, 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 what's on the screen is cool, but are y'all hearing this shit? This thing, is, this music is great. <laughs> My yeah, wife like some, some insane some, like, product like, commercial. Yeah, like, wow, like, look at the new iPad. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like, what is this song? Like, this is soulful as shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, those, my <laughs> wife will joke because like I'll be in the kitchen like head bombing, head bobbing and like, man, do you hear this song? She's like, it's a Cialis commercial. Will you please? Go, <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK, sorry. Damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't care. Turn it up. She's like, it's Cialis. That's the idea. Up. Um, <laughs> oh sorry for the wiener uh, joke there. Um <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man uh like once an episode i say something that is just like this is going to ruin my legal career when my, one of my clients hears that but <laughs> <laughs> one day someone will put two and two together like wait that's my lawyer wait, hold on. <laughs> what the hell yeah that's the guy i'm entrusting all this money court. to <laughs> <laughs> a guy who head bobs to a wiener pill commercial um <laughs> Lots of lots of use of the word wiener in my practice. Um, Apparently, uh, you're the one saying it. Oh my god, Um, it's my turn, right? Uh, Yeah, I've been waiting. I waste five minutes talking about things. Um, uh, My next one is "How It Should Be" from the album "Sha Sha" by Ben Queller. Mm. Um, which was another like the Ben Folds album. It was another one that was a friend of mine gave it to me, and it was one of the first things that broadened my horizons. Um, I was also like in middle school when I heard it, and there's a lot of very like teenage angst in the whole mm. album. 
um, which was great. I did, you know, it's teenagers, you know, they have the like poppy songs, but that was never really my thing. Mm. Um, but you know, it's, there aren't that many songs out there that speak to that teenage angst in that same way outside of like the grunge genre. But, um, so but that got me really into it. And it's funny, I still love this album, but like when I listen to it now, I'm like, oh my God, quit whining. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but I still love the song. I mean, I love the album. I've seen Ben Queller in concert a handful of times. It's always a great show. He's a great, he's a great artist. So, um, so that one, and then um, to move from the early 2000s to the late 60s, um, mm. The Girl from the North Country from Nashville Skyline by Bob Dylan. Oh, um, nice. And that is a, so he originally, he originally put Girl from the North Country on the free and Bob Dylan, and it was kind of a classic you know, Dylan-y folk song. And then he, mm-hmm. he did another version of it that he put on Nashville skyline, which is a country album that he did. But the best part of that song is that it's a duet with Johnny cash and oh. you know, they both, That's you can, Oh yeah, it's great. And you can find footage of them rehearsing and they both just look coked oh, out of their minds. Like they haven't slept <laughs> in several days and, you know, that it put it like the, the studio they're in probably just like reeked, you know, they'd probably been in there for three straight days, just doing drugs and singing. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just, it's a beautiful song and it's slowed down. And, you know, Johnny Cash didn't have a fantastic voice. Bob Dylan didn't have a fantastic voice, but they duet together and it sounds great. It's a sweet song. One of my very good friends, uh, I think he and his wife had their first dance to that song at their wedding. Mm. Uh, shout out to Jason and Avery Bevel. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful song. And then Nashville Skyline being Bob Dylan's first stab at kind of country music. You know, if you come out swinging uh, with a duet with Johnny Cash, that's a pretty good idea that you're on the right track as far as making a country right, yeah. album. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it's then like, the, the I whole got this, album is uh, up and coming artist involved, yeah. you know, library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking Johnny Cash. Ladies and gentlemen, John Cash. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and that album, I mean, it's a great album. It's got Lay Lady Lay and, and Peggy Day on it. So it's kind of that era of mm. Bob Dylan's yeah. voice. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's a so, good one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's I'm, a good one. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of the 17 good ones <laughs> <laughs> well okay i'll try and keep mine in an interesting pair that are compared to each other pretty frequently um i'll start with the black keys um you know i gotta rip my boys um oh, thick yeah. freakness man that that is a great opener like whenever oh, yeah. anyone's like they tell me that they start to, they're starting to typically that's how it goes. They're like, Hey, I'm starting to like listen or like early black keys. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Have you listened to thick freakness yet? And like, no, what's that one? It's like, it's the one where there's the hand going into the cream and it says thick freakness. It's like, you can't miss it. And I know I haven't listened to that one. I'm like, start with the, start with the opening title track. It'll really like transition you into that era of the black keys. And like, it's just, I don't know. It's a great ushering into that sound. It's like, just the the gnarly tune up and the you know just the in your face grittiness you know that everyone loves from those first like four albums of theirs and yeah I don't know it's just great so good I, <laughs> I, just, I love that version of Have Love Will Travel 
that's oh, that's right. all big yeah. the blues, oh my god blues breakers yeah it's so good yeah, yeah. i remember so being good. i was super obsessed with that song i didn't even know it was a cover until i was in high school um i'm like oh this is a old clapton bop <laughs> but, <laughs> or, or sonics it was before that sorry uh but the uh the other one, I, I'll throw this in there too, because Thick Freakness is great. But the other Black Keys, like opening track, that is always like I, I think I just think it's an achievement. Um, is Weight of Love, which is the opening track to um, uh, uh, Turn Blue. Um, oh, okay. Which came out in like 2013, 2012. Um, that that song is just so epic. Uh, it's it's it it's 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 like not like some like super complex song or whatever. But the thing I love so much about that song, um, and this is a true story, is that like the the closing solo was like not planned and it was a one take. Like Dan started to to just riff off of the ending of what they where they had gotten to, and he went on for like two minutes, and like everyone was just like, "Don't stop! Like just keep that in. We're just gonna keep that in." Like. That thing really? you just threw out where that is the solo that we're going to close the fucking song with that. Like that was phenomenal. Um, okay. The, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, occasionally they would play that on like KXT here in Dallas, mm-hmm. 91 seven, but it yeah. was always missing like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it's that fucking solo. I bet. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess that's just the radio edit. They, they took the best part of the song away to make it radio. That's weird. Me. I've actually never heard that. That would frustrate me <laughs> because yeah. I mean the, the heart, the, the body of the song, I mean, is kind of like basic pop structure or whatever, just in that style of, of the black keys. But like the ending though, is like, it's just Arbok just going nuts. And it's just, it's just, oh, it's beautiful. I love it. Um, so anyways, that's kind of like two wrapped in one. But um, the other one I was going to say that why I say that these are always kind of mentioned together, um, getting off the black keys and moving into the white stripes is uh, <laughs> the seven nation army. Oh, yeah. Um, well, since I did two for black keys, I did two for the white stripes and it's seven nation army and blue orchid. Those two are just such a great, like not, not just an, not a great like symbol of what the album is, but just like what the band's, what their sound is like. It's like, this is the yeah. pristine opener. Like, you know, then they're really good at doing that. Uh, both groups are honestly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and I, I'll be honest. If I never hear seven nation army again, like I won't lose any sleep over that just because oh, at, sure. I've heard it at literally every sporting yeah, event yeah. that I've ever gone to. I mean, yeah, like every uh, concert you know, I'm waiting for the act to come yeah. out, it comes on at some point. <laughs> exactly. And it is a good, it's a great song. Uh, it you is. Know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. knocking it. It's just, I've heard it. I, I've, you know, I don't know that I've ever actually chosen to listen to it. I think every time I've heard it, it's, it's <laughs> just, been it play. and it's great. I mean, it, again, it's yeah. just, it's just, yeah. I've heard it so many times yeah. and like, it, you know, I've heard it so many times where I almost think that like the national anthem is just like the B side <laughs> to it because it's always like <laughs> what they play right before they introduce players at a basketball game. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Blue Orchid. I'm I'm with you. I mean, Blue and, and I it, it is a great opening track, Seven Nation Army, but but yeah, Blue Orchid I think might be one of the more underappreciated uh mm. white stripe songs. I I mean, I love Blue Orchid. So, I'm yeah, like, glad like that made your list. That's a good one. And the way it's built is very like white stripey, like it's great. Oh yeah. Um 
Well, I've got uh, I've got one that might be on your list, um, and that got? is changes from Hunky Dory. Oh, um, yeah. I actually didn't. I actually tried to stay off of Bowie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I wondered if you might have that have that uh, point of view on it because uh, I know you and I both <laughs> apparently got very conscious about not wanting to be too Beatles heavy or anything. So I figured. Well, I, well, that's the weird thing, I guess, is like with the Beatles, I was down to do it. But with Bowie, like, honest, I mean, this is just me being blunt with you. Like, there was just. I don't know. It was like, I, I, I would, I would call out almost any of them that I really, <laughs> I really like, Yeah, you know, I mean, like, with, I mean, you could even start with his very last album before he passed away. Like black star is such an experience. Like you listen to that yeah. opening track and you're like, Whoa, this guy's about to die. Like you understand, you know, yeah. uh, talk about his, his, his very first, um, album just david bowie with space oddity i mean yeah. know, i don't even know what to, where to start with that one i know um, right. i mean he was he was brilliant and and uh, you know young americans the the title track i mean that's a that's a great opener i mean it's he oh the width it, of a circle the, yeah. the, the, oh, yeah. the man who sold the world that is a, the man who sold the world I, where's my soapbox damn it um <laughs> the, the man who sold the world i will defend to my dying breath is still under appreciated. Like it's just, there's so much weirdness in that album that was like on the cusp of like where music was going that just, I just don't, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like well, some that's, people aren't, that's why Nirvana um, covered it in that unplugged thing. Mm, yeah. I mean, sure. And I, by the way, I do like Nirvana's version. Um, oh yeah. But, but yeah. yeah, see, I'm just flipping through like a lot of Bowie's albums right now. And like, <laughs> This is why I kept it off because like all the ones I'm like, that's a fucking great song. That's a great. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and I, I think cause I was looking through a lot of his stuff too. And I kind of yeah. came to that same conclusion that whoever, whoever decided to arrange the songs in that order on Bowie's albums, um, which could have been Bowie himself, you know, Sure. Whoever, I mean, like his RCA stuff with Tony Visconti. I mean, I know like he was really controlling in some ways, but I feel like those are the best curated ones. I mean, once he yeah. slips into the late seventies, eighties, then it gets looser, but like, right. It's just one of those things where like you have a great artist and a, and a decent producer and the producer is giving him structure. And that's like the best thing about it. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, like five years, like opening up Ziggy Stardust with five years, like, I don't know, man. I, yeah. I mean, so I, I've good. already reviewed that album on my show because I felt like I could talk about that forever. <laughs> but yeah. So that Super one. Good. And then um, from the early 1980s, we have So Far Away from the Dire Straits albums, uh, album Brothers in Arms. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I have said, I, I've said on the air before, I believe that I yeah. think Brothers in Arms might be the best album made in the 1980s, which I know mm. is. Um, yeah, not I'd say that in a room with a man. Yeah, I mean, you know, this, that's the thing. I can say it because there is no right answer, yeah. and no matter right. what I said, I would be. But uh, I tell people that if they are, because I, it took me a long time to embrace the '80s. You know, mm. um, I was such a like '60s and '70s guy, and when I thought about '80s, all I thought about was very like that kind of techno pop crap yeah. that you know you could make Early on a Casio sense, keyboard simple um, stuff yeah 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 and what i tell people is if you're if you are like me <laughs> and are having trouble getting out of the 60s and 70s while you're broadening your, your horizons 
I would recommend listening to Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits because it starts off with So Far Away, which in, in and of itself is a great, great song. Um, but the album is great. It, it has Money for Nothing on it, which is kind of the big hit, but it also yeah. has, uh, um, I think Walk of Life is on it. Uh, yeah. Your Latest Trick is on it. I mean, it is just a superb album and i think so far away might be my favorite song on the album and that and mm. it's the opener so it just uh it's another one that nice. slaps <laughs> <laughs> martin nice. offler slaps um but uh yeah <laughs> uh well, i'm really sorry if i'm costing you listeners every time i say every, slaps every time every time <laughs> i'm losing them left and right <laughs> Uh, uh, wait, was that two? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll just stay in line. Uh, These will be quick. Um, one of mine, it's just, it's, it's one of my, me and my wife's favorite songs, but it's a beautiful song. I guarantee you, like, if you haven't heard this song, you will be obsessed with it for at least a week. Um, it's called 10,000 Emerald Pools by Bournes. B-O-R-N-S. Um, it's off of Bournes' uh, first album. And uh, that first of all, that whole album is phenomenal. I believe it's called Dopamine. Um, that whole album is a, is, is amazing. Um, so impressive. There, his, his voice is just outrageous. But um, 10,000 Emerald Pool is just the, that, that steady bass line and that like harmonic, or, or it was like, it's like a, it's like a choir, um, of his voice. Just like, it's just so soothing. It's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a great song, man. Um, I don't know. It's one of those songs where you just gotta listen to it and you'll realize like, oh yeah, <laughs> I could get hooked on this real quick. Um, that one, that's one of my quick ones. Um, another one's, uh, another, like one of those old school, like obvious ones to me is, uh, Baba O'Reilly from the who, um, you know, just classic, classic stuff. Um, but staying in that vein of like sixties, um, I guess that's seventies, but, um, uh, like, like that it, around that time period, um, I'll just go to the doors and I'm going to list off a few, uh, because that's one thing the doors also did very well, which is curate their albums to be a real experience, like open it up with a really strong song, have the middle tracks, you know, be a story or, you know, or be a, a, a mix of like different experiences and then having the closer be like some big statement like that tended to be like how they would kind of orchestrate their albums. Um, you know, whether the ending was the end or writers of the storm or like whatever. But, uh, when it comes to the doors, you know, like roadhouse blues opening up Morrison hotel is just classic. Um, break on through on their debut album, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know what you got to say about that. I mean, that's just like <laughs> a phenomenal song and it starts off their career. Like, it's just, you know, we've talked about before about how like, you know, Led Zeppelin has one of the strongest debuts and like the only, one of the only other albums I can think of in relation to like that time period would be the doors. Um, it, cause break on through is just phenomenal. Um, and then the other one, um, that I wanted to highlight, for them is, uh, the opening track for LA woman, which is the uh, changeling, uh, such a fun oh, song. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, 
that's one of those songs that's like never on there, like best of or like essentials or like whatever, at least from like what I'm used to seeing. And I just, man, like that song is so funky and like it gives you that like vibe of like what Morrison was about and like, you know, his writing style and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I'm a changeling, see me change. Um, and like, you know, uh, just, I just, I just need enough money to get out of town. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It's just such a, like a loner, like, you know, I don't know. It's such a weird song for a great weird group, you know? And, uh, and, and, and it's a phenomenal album. LA woman is a phenomenal album. So to start it with such a, a cool, like funky song with that. Like, it's just, you don't expect that. Like, you know, sometimes from the doors, um, and so to hear their like last album and it's got that like kind of like funky opener. It's just like, I love it. I've just always loved that song. Man, that is, a, I forgot all about that. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, that is a, that's a, man, that's a good call. I'm embarrassed. I didn't, I, that I forgot <laughs> that that existed. Um, <laughs> like I love man. like his, his, I just love like his, his, um, vocalization like in that song like how like loose he is i guess it's just like the hooping and hollering he's doing in the background and all this stuff it's just he seems so comfortable and loose you know i don't know just kind of that perception you would have of jim morrison it sounds like you just with the changeling they just happen to get him in the booth at the right time you know right right before the, the whiskey tipped him over too far <laughs> <laughs> um well uh i'm gonna i'm gonna do I'm going to do a few obvious ones that require very little talking. Um, sure, go for it. Okay, so first off, one I can't believe you haven't gotten to yet. Uh, mm. My, my, hey, hey, from Russ Never Sleeps. Yeah, it's, um, it's on there. <laughs> yeah, I, <I've, laughs> it's just, I mean, you know, don't need to really say it. It's just, it is perfect. It really is. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, shine on you crazy diamond from wish you were here, which yeah. is, um, share something in common with the next song, which I will get to in a second in that it is way too long. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you know, well, you know what I mean? It's not too long. Shine on you crazy diamond is the right. absolute perfect amount of time that it needs to be. It's just one of those that, you know, if you're going to start off a rock album with a 13 and a half minute song or however long that is, it better kick some ass. Because no one is going to be able to sit through 13 minutes of a bad song, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, the good well, news hey, is... Really quick, really quick, though. Today is also the anniversary back in 69, 68, that Sid Barrett left Pink Floyd. So that's really mm -hmm. Wow. How about that? Um, yeah, that is a great tie-in because that's, that's what Shine On You Crazy Diamond's about. Um, yeah, exactly. Nice. Um Okay, and then the the last one that requires very little talking um, to go from a thirteen and a half minute song to about a twenty two minute song is twenty one twelve from twenty one twelve by Rush. Um, yeah, and twenty one <laughs> in twenty 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 one twelve isn't even side one track one. It's just side one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's side one track. I mean, there's. It's like they ask um, their vendor, their their vendor for wax. So like, and how much time can we fit on one side? And like twenty two yeah. minutes. Like, yeah, we'll we'll stay inside that. Yeah, <laughs> or twenty three. But it's just <laughs> it's such a ridiculous song, and I I love it so much. The album cover is great. The album 
the picture of Neil Peart with long hair and a mustache and wearing something that looks like a vaguely like the type of robe that an actor might wear on the set of a porno um, kind of is pretty and, and the mustache and long hair of someone involved in that industry. Um, but, you know, weird lyrics. It's a world without music. There's government overlords. I mean, it's just it is so rush. It is just so freaking rush. And I love it, man. It just, yeah, and then you flip the album over. One. Really, the rest of that album isn't great. I mean, it's not bad. Um, but well, 2112 like, is unbelievable, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we got to give a shout out to Moving Pictures opener, which is uh, Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Sawyer. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one we don't have to really talk about. But yeah, the f- classic, phenomenal opener. Well, those oh, are yeah. good ones. Um, some of some of my remaining I, I only really have like four um i definitely could have gone way further but for the sake of time i just didn't um <laughs> the, my next one is one i actually just saw in concert um three days ago um it's bonavere um it's a perth it's the opener to their ti- to their title album bonavere um that's one of those songs that really fits the vibe of the album like it's got this beautiful guitar tone over this like ethereal synth and like just like kind of psychedelic dialogue about life and death and like, I don't know, and relationships and just that album is such an experience. It's very hard to like explain it. You know, I've, I've tried to explain it to you before and just said like, you just got to experience it. (laughs) Oh yeah. And, uh, and I, I feel very happy. Like when we saw them live just a few days ago here at the Toyota music factory, they played a terrific selection from all four of their albums, but they started the entire concert off with Perth, um, which is nice. just amazing. Um, so I just loved it. Um, and I have it on my story. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's just, it's just such an epic thing. Like they had each, each musician kind of captured inside of like this little like LED, like geometric box kind of frame thing. And it's like every time they would hit the beat, those things would like, you know, glitch out or like change colors. And it was just like such a spectacle, such a visual. Um, but yeah, that's a phenomenal. I just really love uh, that album. Um, I'm just going to rapid fire a few for you and I'll close, close out my side. Um, sure. Uh, next one is a pretty, uh, another one of those old school, obvious ones to me and you probably, which is uh, Steely Dan, Can't Buy a Thrill, Do It Again. Um, you know, I mean, do it again. It's just classic, man. Um, and I don't need to go back, Jack. It's just, it's just good. <laughs> uh, you know, another one is, um, run the jewels. Um, their first album, the, the opening track is actually called run the jewels. And it's just, I don't know. We're talking about opening tracks that fit the vibe of the group. <laughs> like that's it to a T it's like high energy in your face vocals, um, you know, just super bright and energetic, like, you know, dynamic beat structures from, from LP. And, um, that's just, I just love that song so much. Um, it's classic. And then the, another run the jewels opener that I, I'll always love because run the jewels Two is like one of my favorite rap albums, maybe of all time is jeopardy. The opening track, it's just, it opens up with like killer Mike, just getting all hyped up and like literally yelling like at LP. And then they just like, let's go. And it just like, sets off and the album just like it's just high energy the whole fucking time and it never drops it and i just i just love that album um besides that the only only other one 
on my list is Let It Happen by Tame Impala off of the album Currents. Um, another one of those phenomenal opener tracks that doesn't just give you an idea of like what the artist is about, but it really illustrates what this whole album is about to like hand you and, and just give you. Um, cause that song, I think it's like six minutes long or something. And it kind of has like this breakdown part and it just feels, I don't know. It just has so much, it's just epic. It's just such a big epic opening, you know, um, from a phenomenal album I and mean, that currents. I mean, if you know, Tame and Paul currents is like untouchable. It's just like through and through. It's a phenomenal album and it opens up, you know, just like Abbey road, like everyone just wouldn't touch or say anything bad about that album. Well, it also opens up, which is like an untouchable piece of work. And like, I don't right. know, like let it, let it happen. will always be like that. And I'm also a big inner speaker fan from, from Tame and Paul's era. Um, so I also love, it's not meant to be, which is the opener, um, which is kind of a, description song of like him having his lifestyle and knowing who he is as an individual, but it clearly isn't clicking with this girl he's interested in. And he's more accepting of the work he's put into his life and he likes it. And so I don't know, that's how I always interpret it is like, it's not meant to be because I've worked a lot on what I've been doing in my lifestyle and you don't like it at all. So like, it's not meant to be between us and I'll just move on. But that, that the song itself is just really cool and psychedelic and, um, kind of still has that. Cause his first album inner speaker kind of has that garage bandy psychedelic feel. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of like in the black keys. It's just feel, it has that little like raw edge to it that I just really, really love. And, um, I just always love that album too. So I guess nice. that's all I really have, man. <laughs> Well, I will, uh, I'll rapid fire these. Um, I'll, I'll pick a few. Um, Pretty Pimpin' from Kurt Vile's Believe I'm Going Down. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I think that Love was, that uh, I think that was a good one. I also have a Steely Dan song on here, but it's Babylon Sisters from the 1980 album Gaucho. Nice. Um, which is just, I mean, I think that that is as close to perfect as steely dan ever got um mm. it's just so good um fruits of my labor from the album world without tears by lucinda williams uh oh. 2003 lucinda williams kind of an americana straddling that line between country and rock and roll um mm. and i i don't i'm not out. a not huge familiar. yeah and I, I mean a lot of people there's a lot of like rabid lucinda williams fans out there I'm, mm. I like I like most of what I hear, and then I, there's a lot of it I just it's just not for me. Mm. Um, but that whole album is really really great. That album, and then there was another album that I don't know I can't remember if it's called Car Wheels on a Gravel Road or if that's just one of the songs from the album. But that's a good one too. Mm. Um, uh, Pink Moon from Pink Moon by Nick Drake which is, uh, you know, I think Nick Drake is one of those people that it's a shame not more people have heard of Nick Drake. <laughs> um, mm. He died young, um, wrote some really sad but but good songs, and Pink Moon is one of them. And then, um, well, I guess I'll just say both of them since we're rapid firing. Um, Please Don't Judge Me, Don't Know Why from Come Away With Me by Nora Jones. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I love Nora Jones. I think she's got one of those voices. Yeah. She also went to Booker T. Washington here in Dallas. And so yeah, I've always out. got a soft spot for <laughs> Dallas people. Um, and then the last one I will mention, 
because now I'm just leaving off the two bad ones, uh, <laughs> the two other bad ones, um, is Nobody Loves Me and Neither Do I from Them Crooked Vultures' only oh, album. Um, yeah. And let me tell you, man, if I could, if I could take four living people and put them together and force them to make an album, I would just reassemble the Them Crooked Vultures guys and make them... Yeah. I mean, Dave Grohl, on, Josh yeah, Homme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Dave Grohl on drums. Uh, Dave Grohl was in a band in the 90s called Nirvana. And then he was in another band in the 90s that is called Foo Fighter. Foo, Foo, Foo Fighters is what I'm being told <laughs> off camera. Um, uh, Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age on guitar and lyrics. And then John Paul Jones from this little known British band called Led Zeppelin. Um <laughs> plays bass and literally every other instrument that they need him to. And, yeah. uh, and it's, I mean, it's cool because, uh, you know, even when they were m- coming out with that album, which is a great album, it's self-titled, uh, them crooked vultures, yeah. you know, John Paul Jones was in his sixties right. and, you know, Dave Grohl was probably 40. Josh Homme was probably not quite 40, but maybe, and uh, so you have Josh Homme and Dave Grohl, who are huge Zeppelin fans, getting to make music with the best musician in yeah. Led Zeppelin. Um, and it, it, I mean, it's just in, and plus that album just kicks ass, man. It came out when right. I was in college, I think. And it just, I mean, it's just, it'd it's just really like good rock and roll. On, yeah. It'd be interesting to be a fly on the wall and, and those sessions, it's like oh, you yeah. ever seen the like that the video, you know, where they had I forget what it's called, but that that little um, event where it was like Jack White, Jimmy Page, and uh, oh and yeah, and yeah, and like <laughs> there's that one little part where like they're in the middle of talking, and then like all this I forget what song it might be Good Times Bad Times, but Page is like bust out and like this the the solo for one of the songs, and like Jack White's just like. Oh, yeah. totally like nerdy now. <laughs> like, I just wonder like that's, if that's how those first like early sessions for them crooked vultures were like, it's like John Paul, like asking them all these questions and like, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just can't believe you're like actually <laughs> asking me this right now. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I swear I'm paying attention. <laughs> yeah, It's like, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? I know I was staring directly at you, but like all I can focus on is the fact that you were in Led Zeppelin. Can you please say that again? <laughs> that you're and John you, Paul Jones, such a nice guy. He was probably like, yeah, I get that all the time. No problem. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 By the way, uh, speaking of the edge, mm-hmm. I am glad that neither one of us had any U two songs on the list because I don't. <laughs> you you know my more off air opinions of U two, but basically Bono's a douchebag, and anyone who calls themselves the Edge is also a douchebag. Um, not that they didn't make some good music. There are uh, Joshua Tree's a great album, but yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, like sometimes I'll be listening to a, like I'll be listening to like, I still haven't found what I'm looking for or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, yeah, you know, maybe I need to give you two another chance. Maybe I don't. And then I'm like, no, they have a guitarist who calls himself the edge. <laughs> What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? What is he a wrestler? <laughs> yeah, Dwayne the Edge yeah, Johnson? There is a. There is a wrestler named the Edge, and that's what's kind is of funny. Really? It's like, 
Yeah, no, there is. And like, you know, I, 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 used to, I mean, when I was a kid, I was a fan of wrestling and, and what's so funny is like, I was aware of the wrestler named the edge before I was aware that the guitarist for you two was named the edge. So like anytime I've heard him, you know, referred to that, I mean, that is his like name, whatever, but anytime it's brought up, I just always think of that too. And it's always like, yeah, that is like, that's just like, you're trying to be, you're literally just trying to be edgy and you called yourself the edge. Like, yeah. But, but that yeah, is, but, but, just Bono, Bono on vocals, the edge on guitar, triple H on drums, the undertaker on sax, <laughs> diamond Dallas no, I, page I, on keyboard. I've seen, I think the undertaker is a bass man. Yeah. yeah. Rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> on bagpipes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair on drums. Yeah, Ric, Ric Flair on drums, without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, oh, man. <laughs> I, I was definitely not expecting us to, to do our clothes with a bunch of W. WE reference. <laughs> uh, well, I don't. I don't get that, to bring up. I don't get to bring up Diamond Dallas Page very often in any <laughs> any walk of life. I'm, I'm glad I can. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Undertaker was in the news. Ric Flair has a documentary about him. Triple H was in the news recently for retiring. I think Rowdy Roddy Piper's long gone. <laughs> but people just forget that Diamond Dallas Page even existed. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh man. man. So was that one your last one? The yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Well, my last one wasn't even a song. It was just five minutes on why you two kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's uh, track one side one of, or side one track one of my autobiography book on tape. <laughs> you two uh, kind of so sucks. Smart things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just to clarify before we start my pers entire perspective on music. <laughs> yeah. Chapter two is like, I was born in 1989 but chapter one is just like a let's, diatribe against the edge let's clarify some things <laughs> before we jump in <laughs> oh man well that was a good one Plenty that was a very good one fun as always man <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> oh, until man. next time until then <laughs> <laughs>